Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. It is 6.50. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning. Earlier this week, we saw a Hatsola announcement, a community announcement, saying that the the uh, the Hatsola COVID Home Wellness Program had reached the end of its term. And I think uh, it's important to just stop, show gratitude, and uh, talk about what this Hatsola COVID Home Wellness Center program actually was about. Joining us uh, this morning uh, is uh, Uriel Rosen. Uriel is uh, the uh, operations manager at the Hatsola Medical Rescue. Uriel, good morning. How are you? Good. Good in I am very, very well. Thank you. So, uh, it's obviously important to say, right, you know, this, this, um, th- this program ran its course. It was really, really critical to our community, but now it's time to close it. Uh, instead of kind of just letting it peter on and then dying out without any form of, of recognition. I'm assuming that was the rationale behind the announcement. I think to a large part, yes. I also think that there's, there's a, I mean, there's an extent to that and using community funding for something that is not necessarily required maybe anymore. Um, uh, you know, it's important to know when to say, you know, stop. What we did was good and we must now end it. Mm, mm. So let's just talk about how soon after the pandemic became a thing did you decide to, to create this? Well, it was um, when we started hearing about it, um, you know, internationally. We hadn't yet reached South Africa. It was something that we started building. Um, very, very shortly after that, we started building it. And then we launched it um, once, the, you know, all the formulas were complete. We launched it on the 3rd of April, 2020. So it was just about a month. I think after mm, the first mm. case in South Africa. Yet. Right. And uh, in terms of the ramp-up, I mean, because, yes. because, you know, it's all very well to look back on it as though we knew everything that we know now back then. I, I don't even think we still know everything that we know now. Yeah. But ever, n- n- never mind that. Uh, you, you were learning like everybody else was learning pretty much on their feet. Absolutely. Um, it started, I remember, I remember the first email that I sent around around us and I wanted to find out if we can get budget for I think it was fifty health oximeters. Those are the things that check your oxygen mm-hmm. and your heart rate and um and about a hundred thermometers. <laughs> and uh our first wave hit and we were we were nowhere ready for anything. <laughs> and it was a lot of scrambling and in every wave we learned more and every Every, uh, you know, large number of people signing up and treating them and looking after them and understanding their vitals and understanding how this virus was manifesting. It was changing every single time. It was continuous learning. I mean, I had lots of people on speed dial um, that we were calling all the time just to learn more and understand mm-hmm. more and, and, you know, do better. And uh, we did. We grew. I mean, we'd never had oxygen in the beginning. We then had oxygen, you know. I think it was second wave. We started getting oxygen, 
Um, and it was. And then inverters. <laughs> you inverters. needed you needed power backup. South Africa yeah. had its own challenges uh, challenges yeah. around it. How many people were on the program? So I mean, we've had a total of twelve thousand five hundred and forty-three. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just just absolutely phenomenal. Really, really, f- and and what was interesting as well is is and, and I've often used um, this uh, one of our discussions that we've had in in conversation with people because to some extent uh, the the AI uh, the machine learning and the data that you were gathering uh, was phenomenal. It was it was an example of where people where you would know that a patient was potentially in trouble well before they did just by tracking the, their statistics and and their vital their you know all of their information and you could say to them we need you to go to the hospital even if they were feeling fine so it it started to have a very very real and positive impact on people just by the fact that that you were collaborating and and connecting the dots Absolutely. I mean, we had a couple of objectives when we were creating this program. The first objective was exactly that, was to pick up the deterioration before the patient actually identified that there was a deterioration. Um, That was the first step. The second step was that if we catch it early enough, um, we can refer them to either their doctor or a hospital before they actually require an ambulance and therefore saving the ambulance mm. for more critical mm. emergencies. And the third objective, which only really, uh, you know, we identified, we identified that we actually needed was actually to help with the community doctors who were, I mean, they, they, no one was managing mm. and uh, yeah. a single doctor looking after so many patients was also not. So, um, and with all the COVID restrictions, et cetera, that were in place back then, and I think that over the years we've had this program, we absolutely achieved those goals and those objectives were met. And for that, it was a successful program. The other aspect, of course, that is absolutely vital wasn't just the, wasn't just the um, physical treatment of, of patients, but also the emotional support. Having somebody there, people that were yeah. at home in isolation, uh, really, really very, very afraid, certainly initially when, when we didn't have the vaccine, when people around were dying, um, having somebody call uh, to, that, that would call and, and know was, was looking after you must have had a significant, significant amount of, of, of value. Absolutely. Um, it actually worked both ways. It was, it was a good support system for the patient, but it was also a good support system for those callers, the people that were calling. Mm. They felt they were doing something yeah. and not yeah. stuck at home. And it had a positive impact all around. Yeah. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. Uh, one message saying, Hatsola literally saved my father's life when he had COVID and helped my mother and brother at home. They are, there are literally no words to thank them adequately. Uh, there's, there, there's little doubt that, uh, about the success of this program. And, uh, my question to you is, what do you do with that? What do you do with the, it's not about the information around COVID. It's really about the, how you manage this, this home care system, support, things like that. How, you know, what do you do with that? How do you take it further? So at 
the moment, what we're gonna, what we're busy looking at now is the actual. Um, we're doing some, you know, research, not necessarily into the actual um, data of the battle signs as of yet, but more of how how Solar really looked and dealt with this pandemic, both um, you know, to the community and internally, and we, you know, really breaking it all up into little pieces so that we can. I guess document this and um, learn for futures, please God, you know, for Hatsola hopefully will be around for a, a long time and way beyond, you know, when I'm going to be here. So we want to kind of help the, the future people in Hatsola if they ever, if they ever um, encounter something mm-hmm. like this, how, how should they manage that? Uh, for a community wise as well. Like, look, we just, that, that's what we're really looking at at the moment. Absolutely incredible. Oriel Rosen, well done to you. Well done to Hatsola uh, for this this initiative, which really saved lives on so many levels. Operations Manager at Hatsola Medical Rescue, I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.